0: The song changes something I was going to say. I'm thankful for 46 years. I can stick with that. But in, but in asking for 46 more, the Lord might not come back in 46 years. So am I setting us up for failure? Maybe I won't say that. Let, let us, let us be able to be strong and faithful until the Lord comes back. It might be within 46 years, but it might be after that. So just like the song, you know, there's a saying, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Well, Lord willing and the church don't rise is a song I recently heard. So so may we be strong and faithful till the church rises. Amen. Don't put a time on that. The Lord knows the time. You don't know where to turn your Bibles, though. Acts chapter 11. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I wonder why no one was flipping. Acts chapter 11, we're going to look at verses. What verses are we going to look at? Okay, alright, we're on the same page. Nothing like good harmony in the Lord's church, amen. The church at Antioch. We're going to take a look at the church at Antioch this morning. I'm so thankful for church examples in the Bible that can encourage us and help to guide us in what we should be doing. We learn things we shouldn't be doing by the examples of churches in the Bible. And we learn things we should be doing by the examples of churches within the Bible. And we could look at a, a lot of different churches uh, in the Bible. We're going to look at Antioch this morning because because we want to stay till we rise up in the air. We want to continue strong. We're not looking to repossess here, we're looking to rise from here. All right? And we can be thankful not only for our good examples of churches in the Bible, but for our great God. We have a great God, and His Son, our Lord and Savior, He is great. And the power of the Holy Spirit to lead our lives and lead us as a church, how awesome is that? And we hold in our hands a, a very, a very great work. that will lead and guide us into everything that the Lord wants us to do. He will see us through, amen, if we just keep our focus on Jesus. And in the great Word of God that we have, we're going to uh, find there's some certain things we're going to look at concerning the church at Antioch. And we see some very interesting founding elements uh, as we start in verse... 19 We're just going to read it all the way through. And it says, Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed, and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with all purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith and much people was added unto the church. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. A few founding elements here as we look at the church in Antioch. To look at the founding elements of the church at Antioch, we must consider the church in Jerusalem. These churches were tied together in a lot of ways. And we see as we go back to the church in Jerusalem, we see that there was great persecution... That came upon the church. As Stephen was executed, it, it sent a wave and a great effect, and people were fleeing from the place, and they were scattered abroad, as the Bible says, from heavy persecution. And as they went, man, it was a good church. They just weren't meeting there to eat. They weren't just meeting there to play games, because as they scattered, they also witnessed. On the way, as this church was scattering, they preached the Word of God. They shared the gospel with people they passed as they were going, and they went as far as Antioch doing it. Now, it's very possible that the church in Jerusalem would not set... Antioch as a mission point where they would foresee some great spiritual success to go see people converted to the Lord. They may have never went there without persecution, but the persecution came into the people of the church, and they went out, and they were driven, but they were witnessing as they did all the way to Antioch, and a tremendous number of people were saved by the witness of the members of the church in Jerusalem. And this great and this shocking news, such a surprise to this church at Jerusalem was that people were saved. And they sent out Barnabas. They sent someone to help them and to show the new converts how to have church for a church to be organized. So we see that there was persecution upon a church, the church at Jerusalem, in the founding elements of Antioch. But not only that, they preached the word as they went through the persecution. And then we see a pillar was sent to organize and establish the church at Antioch. There are some firsts with the church at Antioch, which you find with any churches or any Christian, a lot of firsts in our lives. And it was the first Gentile church the church at Antioch was. But not only that, the believers were first called Christians at Antioch. This was a very, very powerful breakthrough in Christianity for this capital of Syria... To have a true church established, a church of Grecians, okay? And it's the third largest city in the Roman Empire. Amazing things happened through this church at Antioch that came about as a result of the persecution, are you with me? That, that came upon Jerusalem. And, and this church became a massive mission point for the gospel to go out all over the place. Don't forget Jerusalem. Don't forget where it started. But where you might have thought that the, where others might have thought then that the massive mission work would have come out of Jerusalem, it ended up coming out of this church that resulted in the beginning from persecution. What can we learn? from the history of this church. Let us have some truths today we can stand on, backed by this history. Good can result from bad. God makes good result from bad. Within a church, there may be bad things that happen, bad in our eyes, but God makes good come out of these things. Consider this church at Jerusalem enduring along and the tragic thing happened to Stephen and, and think about the mentality of the church, the initial mentality and the panic that went on, but the persecution led them down the road preaching. The gospel and pillars of the church established another church. One church was having problems, and God used that for another church to be established through that very thing the retreat from the enemy led to a revival in the Lord many people were saved as a result of this tell me that that wasn't enough for them to be able to stand on Romans 828 and believe it and we know that all things work for good to them who are the called according to God's purpose praise God for his truth you good Good coming out of bad. God does these things. Think about Joseph. And think about his brothers who hated him. Think about his brothers who aimed to just get rid of him. Who did throw him in a pit. Who ended up selling him into slavery. And joseph, no, no words in the Bible give any sign of retaliation from Joseph, and he ends up over in a, in a place where he comes into a position of power, all of his brothers are in a position of weakness, and Joseph just goes on and he forgives them and then when all things are settled, and he has a whole family there he he says to them, he says to them some words, You thought evil against me." But God meant it unto good... Joseph understood that. What, what a wonderful thing and a life lesson and a Bible truth to learn that God will bring good out of bad or, or what we call bad. God doesn't see it as bad because of what He knows He's going to do with it. And we should look at things the same way as well. God made good out of a bad situation in a church Scattering one church and starting another as a result. We learn that good comes out of bad. God does that. But not only that, when we think of the tie between the church in Jerusalem and the church at Antioch, we also see, we also see that a church starts a church. And that's the way it will happen biblically. Barnabas was sent out by the authority of the church in Jerusalem to go organize these Christians and have a church be organized. A church started a church. It's kind of like when you look back at Noah and his instructions from the Lord of bringing the animals onto the ark. It says of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls of the air by sevens, the male and his female to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth it was a specific animal and another animal of the same kind that was to reproduce an animal it was a specific bird and another bird of the same kind to reproduce a bird and it's a church that that comes together to reproduce another church so we learn this truth from God's word we not only learn that bad comes out of good we not only learn that a church reproduces a church, but we also see something here in great Barnabas. Church members that are ready to do the work of God in the church and in behalf of the church. Would you look back in verses 22 through 24. I love to read about Barnabas. It says that Jerusalem sent him out. And they they sent forth Barnabas that he should go out as far as Antioch. Look what he did. Who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad, exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave to the Lord. For he was a good man. He was full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. And much people added unto the Lord. Praise God for... This was shocking to the church at Jerusalem. They didn't expect it to happen, but there was a man ready. There was a man ready to do the work of God for the church, in the church, on behalf of the church. Barnabas was sent, and Barnabas went... And he drew the people together, drawing them closer to the Lord. He went out and he picked up Saul, another faithful man of God. He brought him and they taught these brand new Christians and made disciples out of them in a year. He was ready and willing in an instant to do the work of the church. Praise God for those things that that God uses all of us for. Barnabas was full of goodness. Barnabas was full of the Holy Spirit. Barnabas was full of faith. That'll keep him, you and I, and every Christian in the will of God and ready to do the will of God. You never know what God's going to have us to do. And, and Barnabas, praise God, he was, he was ready. And you th- when you think about the church in Jerusalem, and yes, the persecution and those things came upon them, think about them and think about what a difference a church can make. You know, they weren't playing games and they didn't not know what to do when persecution came. They knew exactly what to do and they preached the gospel as they went. That was a result of things that went on in the church. They were learned and they had grown and they had become strong in the Word of the Lord and the things of God. And they went out and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Praise God that whenever the the poor saints in Jerusalem were on hard times the churches went around and took up an offering for them because God used that church in a mighty way to do mighty things and churches can have ups and downs as we look at the church of Jerusalem and see that and, and, and it's not always their fault okay a lot of times it's not it's just going to be things that happens God wants to see who's going to endure and who's really there in the long run Barnabas was and Barnabas was ready to work it was just like Nehemiah when he got His people to build the wall for the people had a mind to work. Praise God. This church at Jerusalem, the starting of the church at Antioch, it it could only be done by the Lord. But He used people who were ready to work. Barnabas and Saul, for instance, for a few. Well, what practical value, what truth, what application are we going to make to our lives from this church that we've picked out today? I do not see how you and I cannot be encouraged To press on in the work of the Lord for the sake of His church, whether it sacrifices ourself, whether it's inconveniencing to ourself, whatever happens, may we press on in the work of God no matter what. There are going to be good times. There are going to be bad times. There are going to be smooth roads. There are going to be rough roads. But I've never found anything in God's Word that says it's okay to take a break what what is a break what is a, i i i haven't found it yet i found that we can have our strength renewed as eagles i found that god will always get our give our battery a jump start and we can be ready to go again but i can't find a break and i don't mean to step on toes maybe of a church that rotates sunday school teachers so one can have a break You know, there's reasons why we can't teach sometimes. Some things stop us. Our physical health will stop us. But just a break for a break, I don't understand it. No breaks in the work of God. I can't find I'd take one if I could find where He told me I could. I would. But I can't find it. I can't find it. Wow. Encouraged to press on in the work of the Lord. The church at Thessalonica. Paul was not with that church very long as they got ready. I've said a couple of works, uh, a couple of weeks before, it may have been a couple of months that he was with them. Nevertheless, that's a very short time for baby Christians to get started. However, their, the report of this church was that they had a work of faith, a labor of love, and patience of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a church that didn't have the entire Word of God. This is a church that didn't have the entire teachings given to them yet by Paul. And and, and in the letter, there was a lot of teachings in Thessalonica sent to them. You had a church that, that had a, what? A, wor- a work of faith, a labor of love, and patience of hope. And... And they, some of them weren't quite sure of the exact truth about their loved ones that had died in Christ. They didn't know if they were going to see them again or not, some of them. You had some Sadducees, and and they were sad, you see, because they had no hope, okay? They had no hope of anything in the future. And they were trying to whisper to these Christians in this church, and they couldn't put their finger on the Scripture to back it up, and, and they deceivingly let some sorrow come over them in that way. But however, they had a good report. And they were pressing on. And dear friends, you and I, we hold a good book in our hand. It's a complete book. It is everything we need to continue on and to press on in the work of the Lord no matter what. Amen. We're, we're ready. We're done. No excuses right here. We don't want them. We want to continue glorifying God. We want to continue praising Him and serving Him. It's all right here. If they didn't have it and they could continue on, I believe you and I can too. If 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 the church in Jerusalem, if those saints were literally running from their lives and witnessing to other people, I believe we can go out to do it because of our passion in the Lord Jesus Christ and the home that we have in heaven and the safe condition that we know that we have. Oh, we can stay in line forty six more years. No, if the Lord doesn't come back in forty six more years, come on, till He comes back to get us. You know it's true, churches are in this world still, and we're right here in it. Let's serve. Let's serve. till He comes back. Wow, we should be encouraged to press on in the work of the Lord. Not only that, we see something else. We're actually going to go to the church at Jerusalem here to see a point that we need to know in our work. We need to meet with one another. They were meeting with one another then they were persecuted and ran out, and they ran out they were reaching others we meet with one another and we reach others it should be important to us to reach others If the Lord doesn't come back for 150 years, none of us are going to be here. But do you care enough about the church to do as much as you can right now that it would be established and well set for those Christians that are coming up in the future that it might still be here? Are are we worried about the church here and now just for us or for the future until Jesus comes back if it's generations down the road? Amen? We need to meet together and we need to reach out just as well. This is what we learned by Jerusalem. Though they were scattered by persecution, Execution, we learned the lesson here and we don't do it for that reason. We do it for the glory of God and for the sake of His precious church. The early church was praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added daily such as should be saved. The Lord puts outreach in the heart of His believer that's in His will to go reach out to others. To those that are surrendered to Him, He gives an outreaching heart. I I notice that here. I've not always been in an environment like that in church, but I notice something here. We We have mature saints that have been here a long time. We have some charter members here with us today, by the way. Not every charter member is in here, but if you're a charter member, would you stand up, please? And I see, sometimes I see people in church and they get comfortable and they're fine with who's there and people mean problems to them. They don't care for people to come in. And praise God, I, if you're that way, I've, I've neglected you or overlooked it. I haven't seen that. Because, but I've seen a lot of people that have been here a long time and they're glad for the people to keep on coming. And come to the Lord and grow in the Lord. The Lord has added members recently as just in the past year or two, plugged in to constant outreach. I'm not going to go naming names and hurting people's feelings who I didn't name, but I tell you what, I see some people outreaching 24-7. Well, they're sleeping a little bit, but I tell you what, they're outreaching a lot. What a wonderful heart for outreach. We should meet within the church and we should outreach to others. We can learn this from Antioch and keep on being refreshed on this and, and keep on doing this. Praise God. What, what's the... What's the commission? Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the earth. Go ye therefore, members of the church, meet together, strengthen one another, and, and go get others. We not only see, though that we should be encouraged to press on in the work of the Lord no matter what. We not only see our need to meet with one another and reach out to others, but let us be moved individually. You you you've heard we're a link, we're just like a chain and we're links in a chain. And and, and there's links that can be strong and there's links that may be weak. We don't have to be weak. We can become strong links. We should we should number 1 for the glory of god we should for the well-being of the lord's church amen that's what we should be we find in ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 it says from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. It says every joint supplieth. Did you hear that? It said every joint supplieth. You are important, church member. You have important responsibilities on you and and, and for you, blessings for you to become everything that you and I need to be to be that strong link in the chain in the Lord's church. It says every Every joint supplieth, and that is you, and that is me, to create the greatest effect possible. I'm not saying that the church of Jerusalem didn't have another, but thank God for Barnabas. And that he, to the glory of God, he was growing and becoming as strong as he could possibly be. And he was ready. He was ready instantly in a surprise for a church to gather and start. Praise God for that. Let us be a Barnabas that the greatest effect possible might come out from the most powerful contribution possible that every single one of us can make. Not It's not what do we come here to get, but what do we come here to give. How can I give of myself? Use me. Present my body a living sacrifice unto God to be consumed by Him. Wow. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. It's wonderful to be in the work of God, in the church, in his church that he left on this earth. To be a member of one of his true churches, local called out assemblies, is a great thing, a great blessing to be a part of. Got my name on the membership roll. A lot of people have their name on a church membership roll. And it just kind of slips on there without, without the truth being there of the situation. You know, as we've talked about church and, and the example of church and the great work we can do for the Lord by His help in the church... I'm glad I have my name on the membership roll, but that's not, that's not the absolute, that's not the dealio that gets us into heaven, all right? The name, your name must be written in heaven. Jesus told his disciples, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Amen? So a church membership roll, as we're talking about church today, that doesn't do it, but I ask you this morning, have your names been written in heaven, You know, there have been professions of faith and then there's been another one. You know what, if someone's sincerely seeking God's true salvation, I'm not going to say anything about that. They're, They're looking to get it right with the Lord. Same thing happened to me. I'm so glad God's fair that He'll show me, even after a profession of faith, that that doesn't mean you're saved. You're saved when you have embraced and received and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And, and a change has come about in your life. Not that you're necessarily perfectly righteous, but when you're unrighteous, you're grieved in the heart about it. You, you can't have fun with it anymore. You've got, got, got to spill it out to Him. Got to let, it's a relationship. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's how you know that you know that you know that your names are written in heaven. The Holy Spirit lives in your heart. You're a child of God. You're going to heaven. Do you, do you know that today? Because every maybe for everyone in here, your name has been written on a membership roll. Was it just word? Just words will get you there. But it, but it doesn't get you to heaven. It's faith. It's saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you here today called upon the Lord and trusting in Him to save your soul that you might be saved. That's what happens. You have a collision, a beautiful spiritual collision with the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart. And there's a beautiful decision you're drawn to to say, yes, I'm yours. I trust you, Jesus. I, I take you as my Lord and Savior. And then... And then once you join the family of heaven, then you come down and you say, I'm just like y'all. I'm a child of God. I'm born again. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I would like next week to go up in that baptistry and show you a beautiful picture of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and join this church. Amen. That's it. You're not saved up there. You're saved the week before or whenever before right there in your heart. Not necessarily right here, but maybe right now in your pew. One good sign? One good sign that that something needs to happen during a time like this, you, you get a little uneasy and you get a little disturbed in your heart. That's the love of God. That's the love of the Lord Jesus Christ calling you to His to his perfect, complete, finished salvation, rest in Him? Would you rest in Jesus today? Would you try nothing else to have your sins washed away? Because nothing else will do it. That's why only Christianity gives you assurance of heaven. And others say, man, there may be, I'm thinking this and I'm thinking that and I'm trying, it's not going to happen. Nevertheless, let me leave an argument alone and say you can have assurance of heaven in the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. He is the precious Son of God. He's been proven. The Word's been tested. Bands tried to get rid of this Word. I'm telling you, God's Word to you is Genesis to Revelation. You are thoroughly furnished by the Word of God. And Peter said we're saved by the Word of the Lord. See, you need that faith, that saving faith, that comes from the Word of God to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can make that decision today, not because of a preacher, not because of the people, but by the, the Word of God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That wasn't just for America. That was for the world. For God so loved the world, that's the entire human race that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. What a, what a long invitation we're having here. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's, it's your time. It's your time. What has God done in your heart today? We're going to have a word of prayer right now. And we're going, to, we're going to play and the musically inclined, unlike myself. And it's going to be your time. It's your time to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you know that change that has come into your life? That you know, that you know, that you know. That you know once you're saved that that is the absolute true Word of God. That's what the Spirit of God does in your heart. Leads us and guides us into all truth. Oh, goodness, let us pray. Father in Heaven, my Lord, my God, I come to You today. I thank You, dear Father, for Your truth. I thank You, Lord, that it's backed up three and four and a dozen different times all over this word that cannot be that cannot be disproved that cannot show not one contradiction when we know your word I thank you for absolute truth I thank you for your precious son who You gave to die on the cross for all of our sins, and that a personal relationship, trusting in Him, saves us from our sins. Lord, You're mighty to save. Save today. Lord, bring the one today that has uh, never trusted You as savior that they might know the free pardon from sin. Lord for the Christian here today that may not be in the situation they should be in, may they come back closer to you, dear God. Lord for the for the Christian today who is in search of a church. Lord, I, I pray that you've shown them that they found it today and you might bring them that they might join join beside us in this work of yours here at lakeway lord i thank you for these things i ask your many blessings right now in jesus